Hi, I'm Tara McCool along with David Wallach. Thanks for joining us on Calgary Next. So, David, nice to see you again. You just returned from Phoenix. Good morning. It's Hello. a pleasure to be back. So yeah. tell us about the vibe there. Things are starting to open up here in Calgary, but what's the vibe like in Phoenix compared to here? In short, I was invited by you know people that I work with to a restaurant every day and bars. <laughs> and uh, I felt like... 2019 all again and i was so happy <laughs> you partied <laughs> so, like it was 2019 um, i don't know if i partied so much but the alcohol level in my blood is a little bit higher oh. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna say anything but i can smell it no okay let's get to our guest today this is great so excited to have margot purcell the ceo of inception U, on today's show if you haven't heard of inception U, it launched in 2018 in calgary and it's an alternative to traditional university where people go to quickly learn new digital and people skills to prepare for the future the programs are changing lives and they are planning to expand welcome margot Thank you. Excited to be here with both of you. This is so interesting. Um, tell us about the gap that you were trying to fill with Inception U. How did this all come to be? Well, we started with, this is something uh, that my co-founders and I, we saw that there was this gap in what we refer to as the essential skills. And that's being able to, number one, learn how to learn because things are evolving so quickly. If we're not equipped with how to learn, we're not setting ourselves or our, our community up for success. So that was one of the key things that we were looking at. And we had been each working on that for decades. And then we saw an opportunity when we have a burgeoning tech sector and there was a whole lot of, we don't have the talent, we don't have the talent to fill the spots. And we'd hear frequently, we have all these openings and we don't have the talent to fill them. And particularly where we saw a real opportunity was in what's called full stack development. And that's about software development. You know, if it's front end, what you and I see is the users online, the back end that lets you know what all the mechanics that are happening in behind and, and the stuff in the middle that allows them to connect. And what we saw was an opportunity to build software developers for the market that would be able to not only solve the problems and build great software, they'd also be able to truly understand the problems we're trying to solve, that they'd be able to communicate effectively with a wide variety of people, be they their colleagues, be their clients, and that they'd be able to collaborate really effectively. Because in the world of innovation and technology, it's not an individual pursuit, it's a team sport now. So we saw that those essential skills really had to be completely interwoven with technical skills in order for us to see people be successful coming out of the program. Margot, you know, Calgary and Alberta in the last five or six years show, saw a lot of people lose their jobs. And, and yeah. was that your kind of uh, audience that you kind of attracted to the program? Some of the audience that we attracted, definitely. And, and that loss of work and that economic contraction was actually what created this opportunity for us to say, well, what else is possible in this space? And rather than seeing um, only what's been lost, how can we find, create, generate new opportunities for people? That it's not about what you've done in the past is gone. How do we add to what you already have, this amazing experience, knowledge, capabilities you already have, 
And how do we add to it so you can position yourself in this new innovation economy? And so, yes, we do have quite a few people who have come through in more recent years that have found that they were, that their positions were um, downsized. Perhaps some of their positions in the seeking efficiencies and so on have, are, are not going to come back. Um, and so we did have quite a few people that way. The other population we seem to be attracting is people who never really saw that they fit with other kinds of education. They've always been looking for something a little bit different. And since our learning is really done that you learn by doing, it was something that they were seeking, be they freshly minted high school graduates, be they people partway through their career that are looking for something else? Is there something else for me out there? And what could that be in this new economy? Can, can you elaborate a little bit about uh, learning while doing? This is, it's, it's interesting. When we look at a lot of the learning that many of us have experienced, it's sometimes been quite linear. And what we know is that humans actually don't learn in a linear way. If you watch a child at play that's a child learning and it's their curiosity that's driving them and so they will turn toys over they might play with the box more than they play with the toy and it's because they're curious and they're seeking to understand by actually manipulating and working with whatever they're trying to understand and that's that idea that we brought forward into adult learning as well is how do we do it in, um, we take what's called a project-based learning approach. So rather than you learn this and then you get to do the project, you actually learn through the project. And so they've got hands-on keyboards and sometimes it's messy because we're not dictating up front, here's what you're going to do this day and then this day you're going to do this. It's going to be shaping with them as they're getting into the actual project. And if the project needs something that they don't know how to do, then they know what they need to do next, which is go learn. Uh, and that's what learning by doing looks like is it's not pre-set out. It's not laid out in advance every single step you're going to do. You're actually shaping your own learning by doing the project and doing something that's really meaningful, really engaging, and really relevant to you as well, which also enhances the learning environment. So since this is a new way of learning for people, what's the reception when when people when you get your students first in there and you explain to them what's happening? Yeah, it's been interesting. So we do look when people are applying, we are looking for a few things that are actually completely non-technical. We're looking for people who have a curiosity born into them. We're looking for people who are have an open mindset and they're already lifelong learners. And then when they get into the program, though, again, we've often been conditioned that learning is a certain way. And so there are points where they get really frustrated. There are points where there's some friction. Well, tell me what I need to know, because we've conditioned ourselves that the person at the front of the room has the knowledge. And then it's only through them that we learn what we need to learn in order to be able to do things. So there is frustration mm -hmm. sometimes. There is some friction. And, and I remind them that it's, it's like watching a kid with a toy sometimes the kids throw their toys right sometimes they break their toys it's a similar experience that adults can have and in that space of frustration that's actually a sign that you are learning so that frustration is what we'll often experience in that space between what we want to be able to do and what we're currently able to do 
And so reminding them that frustration is a sign that your brain is building the pathways to actually be able to build the competence to do what you're trying to do. So you help them along in that process and explain to them why they're feeling the frustration, how that's actually going to help them in the end. Yeah, yeah. And even knowing that that's a sign of learning can be a great help for people to recognize, oh, this isn't that I can't. It's that I can't yet. Okay, so keep Mm. learning. Mm, I could use that with my kids in school right now. (laughs) Or with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, in in the bio we received, uh, I saw that uh, basically your students are from every walk of life. Yeah. Every every walk of life, every profession, every gender. Uh, mm-hmm. How do they kind of get together and, and support each other? That's really our role. So our role is not to be uh, at the front of the room with all the knowledge. Our role is to create the conditions for people to learn together, including to be able to collaborate together and to be able to learn from each other. So our aim is that we build a really supportive learning environment that you actually are learning as much by teaching someone else as you might be by learning on your own. And so that's the kind of community that we foster in the learning environment. And that diversity that you're speaking to is actually one of the key elements to the richness of the learning experience that they have. They're coming from different industries. They're of different age groups. They're of different cultural backgrounds. They have different work experiences, life experiences, and that all is welcomed into the learning space to add to the learning experience they're all having together. Do the students get university credits for these classes or are they certificates or what, what do they graduate with when they're finished? Yeah, we, we don't have a, any kind of certificate or uh, any kind of credits that they're going to get. What we're looking at is a demonstrating capability, demonstrating competence. And if you demonstrate that you can, fantastic. You've got something that you can show that demonstrates I am capable of doing these things and contributing this value to your company, your project, wherever they might go post-program. Now, if they demonstrate that they can't, that doesn't mean they failed. Like We don't do a pass or fail. There are no tests. What that does is that informs us that together with that learner, We need to create and find a different access point for them. How can they enter the learning? If they demonstrate they can't, it's simply informed that we haven't found that space with them yet, and we work with them to find how can they get into the learning and get the meaning that they need. Margot, as you know, we have to take a break now. Commercials are next. We'll see you here. We won't see you. We'll talk with you in a couple of minutes (laughs) on the other side of the commercials. And we're back with our guest, Marco Purcell, CEO of Inception U. Margo, you know, I, I have a question for you. Now let's talk mm-hmm. more about Calgary as a market. And, and mm-hmm. um, the last four years, everybody's talking about diversification and, uh, yeah. and high-tech became kind of the darling. Let's bring more high-tech. Let's bring more high-tech. Yeah. How do we create more high-tech here in Calgary? How do we create more high-tech people here in Calgary? Um, as you know, until probably two or three years ago, our universities just spat out oil and gas engineers. How do we change it and what do we need to do? Well, and that's where we like to refer to the innovation economy, not simply the tech sector, because what we've seen as well is that people, when they hear tech or tech companies, they often think software developers. They often think, I need to be a programmer or coder. And if they can't see themselves in that kind of role, 
then there's a risk that we start seeing that there's no place for me in this digital future. And I like to challenge people to look at things much like we would have done with the energy sector as well. If we look at the energy sector, there are companies in the energy sector that are not only engineers. You need a whole variety of people in roles with some understanding of that domain and with all sorts of other skills and knowledge and capability that round out a company. Well, it's the same in the innovation and tech sector as well. There's not only one single pathway into the tech sector and into the innovation economy. There are all sorts of different ways. And so how do we help people recognize all the package of understanding and experience that they bring, perhaps add small amounts of technical or domain understanding and technical capability so that they can create entirely new pathways for themselves forward. We want to see that no one is left behind and no one is held behind either. Um, And so that's by creating these learning environments where people can find, perhaps they even create their own pathways forward. And we have quite a few people who have come through our program that they're coming in, not necessarily um, intending to go and be a software developer. They're coming in because they are an entrepreneur and they have an idea. And by adding this technical capability to their repertoire, now they can create and generate opportunities not only for themselves, for others in Calgary as well. And that's the kind of thing that we'd like to see that we can continue to foster in Calgary, especially. Margot, a lot of times skills like empathy and compassion Mm -hmm. are termed as soft skills. And in my practice, I focus on the compassionate leadership, which I think takes a lot of strength. And I thought it was really interesting that you called the people skills essential skills. So Mm -hmm. how are you teaching your students those skills? That's, uh, you and I have some similar background, Tara, and, and that's the, been the drum I've been beating for a long time, is if they're so soft, why are they so hard to learn? And this is the <laughs> difference between um, what we do and how we do it. And, and there is a reason we call them essential skills, because they are essential for people to have. So how we do it is that we have it completely woven into the entire learning experience. You don't go off and learn communication skills. Oh, and now I'm going to go back to the technical. We have it that they're constantly doing it in team, in a learning environment. So they can test out some of these essential skills. They can make their mistakes in a learning environment. And it's not really a mistake if you learn from it, adapt it, and we're able to get even better at it going forward. So we do deep career work with people that they can be really clear on themselves, have that awareness of what do I bring, what are my strengths and capabilities, have awareness of things that maybe they're not as strong at, and then start looking to team for how can I work with and find people who have complementary skills to me so that collectively we're a real powerhouse. And do you do you discuss that openly across the students with strengths and weaknesses yeah. and how they can leverage those with each other? Absolutely, uh, because it's, we're not going to be serving anyone if we try and hide that kind of thing, if we pretend that it doesn't exist. So we talk very openly and create those opportunities for people to be a little bit vulnerable. You know, it's okay to say, I don't know. That means there's something for you to learn. And maybe there's one of your cohort members who can actually teach it to you. And by teaching it to you, they're actually going to deepen their learning and understanding as well. 
So we foster it in creating a really supportive environment where they all know that they're all learners and they're it, to try and not compare ourselves so much to each other as a I'm good or I'm or I'm bad or I'm strong or I'm weak. Rather, we're looking at and seeing how collectively we can solve a lot more than any of us can on our own. So we do have that as very open conversation where people can acknowledge. I mean, we even do some of the, the team development work that I did in my consulting years. We've brought that fully into the program. And we also do a lot of work in terms of critical thinking and system thinking, understanding the interconnectedness exploring your assumptions, exploring your biases. We've all got them. And if we can't acknowledge them, we can't work through them, in which case we're actually going to build things that cause more problems, not solve problems. So that is fully in the open throughout the program. Amazing. Uh, Margot, what's uh, the future like for Inception U? Uh, from what I, we understand, uh, there you have some plans to expand your we programs. We do. Yeah, thanks for asking. We have, right now, we've got the full-stack developer program. We're going into cohort seven in September. We are launching a full-stack designer program. So that's more for people who are interested and excited in that whole user experience and the design of great products that really, truly solve problems. And so that will also be launching in September. We're building out as well a program called Tech for Non-Techies. And that's for people who are not going to be going in. (laughs) I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, David and I both just looked at each other. We would qualify. I know escape and enter. I know escape and enter where they are. (laughs) Well, that's it. And isn't technology often? We are in a digital age. We all need to be at a certain level of capability and competence to be able to be what we call future fit. There's a lot of talk about future proof. Well, you don't need to proof yourself against the future. You need to be fit for the future. And being fit for the future also means having a certain level of digital understanding, even if you're not the person actually doing the programming behind the scenes. So what we do is that the tech for non-techies is to equip everyone with that technical understanding that will mean that they can continue to contribute value in the digital age, no matter the role that they have. So watch for that to be launching in the fall as well. And then we're launching as well um, an online course for the essential skills to for people to be able to do that learning on their own in a self-paced way with some opportunities to be in community in some ways over the course of the program. And yet you're able to self-pace and build this ability to think differently. Hmm. Is there a grant program available to students? Yeah, there is through the government of Alberta and the government of Canada combined, there is funding available for those that qualify. And that's really targeted towards people who are unemployed and underemployed with the aim of getting people working again. There's also been some really interesting shifts that have taken place. If you've been watching all of the new programs rolling out to restart the economy and get everything going again as we shift past the pandemic phase of COVID, there's some interesting shifts in some funding that's existed for a while. One is called the Canada-Alberta Job Grant, and that used to be available only to employees of companies. Well, the government shifted it, uh, the government of Alberta shifted it that Um, company owners can apply for that training for themselves and they can get up to two-thirds of the funding back 
the cost of the program back, even if they're the company owner, which means for people who have companies that maybe they're seeing, I need to transition, I need to shift. And in order to do that and stay relevant, I need to get some training and some understanding and knowledge that they can afford to do that in a way that wasn't available before. Mm-hmm. Or even just to bump up those essential skills. Exactly. Which mm. is my sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're yeah, passionate yeah. about it. <laughs> just a so, little. so Margot, if someone wants to uh, explore more about Inception U and, and register, how do they do that? Well, you, they can head to the website, InceptionU.com. I will give a little caveat. We are in the process of revising our website over the next few months. So if they go now, <laughs> expect to see some changes over the next few months. If they do want to learn more, that's the best place to go, InceptionU.com. And then they can click on the tab if they're particularly interested in the Full Stack Developer Program. We are starting applications for Cohort 7. We'll be opening probably mid-month next month. And they can click on the Evolve tab, and that will take them to the application site. And when do you expect to have the new programs? The, well, the Cohort 7 will be starting September 13th, um, and that will be for the Full Stack Developer Program. And for the Full Stack Designer, we're intending to launch it in, the, in September as well. And then the Tech for Non-Techies, the aim is that we'll get that up and running sometime in probably mid-fall. And so to watch for that. And the online course will be launching by the end of the year. Margot, thank you so much for your time today. Really great information about Inception U. Thank you for having us. Uh, Thank you, Margot. It was a pleasure.